Good morning, 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 good morning to you. I want to welcome you to Creating Hustle, a show where we like to ask people, how did you take your idea, turn that thing into a business? I am your host, Mush King, and you can join me here each and every week right here on ESPN Richmond 106.1 FM. I want to say good morning to you. Welcome to a show where we like to ask people, how did you take your idea and turn it into a business? And um, this week is very special because, you know, there's a lot of times over the years where I have been following people and I have watched their progress and stuff like that. And, you know, you just kind of how to you kind of wonder how they did it and how they achieved those things. So that is exactly what happened with one of my guests today. Um, today we are talking with the CEO and founder of Music Exclusives. Now, if you are a music fan, specifically R&B, um, but if you're a music fan, then over time, if you know that Music Exclusives is one of the top blogs to find out music information, and I have watched it from the beginning, um, and then I've come to become friends with my next guest, and I'm, I'm just so proud of everything that he's doing with the website and all the things that he has coming up in the future so i'm not gonna hold you guys too long let's slide on into the creative corner and talk to my boy leo lysias of music exclusive check it out today we are in the corner today we are in the creative corner with leo lysias the ceo and founder of music exclusive leo thank you for joining us on creative hustle the show where we like to ask creatives how did you take your idea and turn it into a business how are you doing today I'm doing amazing. I'm exhausted coming off of, I don't know how many hours of sleep. Um, it was a uh, one hell of a weekend. Um, last night I was at Summer Jam, you know, um, Hot 97, you know, yearly uh, major, one of the biggest concerts That's since big. 1994. Yeah, it's been like, what, 30 years now since Summer Jam's been going on. Um so yeah, I was covering that last night um, for the platform. Um, the day before that, I I can't remember what I was doing, but I know Friday I did um, Little Babies Untrapped, the story of Little Babies documentary. Um, okay. I think at some point in, over the weekend, I also did this new Crab Queens um, uh, restaurant launch in Harlem. I can't remember which oh, day. Oh, they opened one up there? Yeah, they did in Harlem. Oh, right wow. on 125th, went, yeah, right on 125th. That's Yeah, it was dope. Freshie um, from Atlanta did it. And, you know, Freshie's a big, big-time publicist who works with um, Saucy Santana, Migos, and slew of other artists. Um, so I was able to finally meet him in person and connect. I also saw him again last night at Summer Jam because he was, he was with Saucy. But, yeah, no, it was, it was you know, um, I started Music Exclusives. Um, I think I'm answering your question correctly. Yeah, that was, that was, about, that yeah. was about to be my next, that was my next thing. So... Yeah. Um, I know, and the thing is, I've seen you do this for a very long time. I think I might have been even been there like towards the early blogging days because you might have been. Everybody yeah. was trying to be a blogger at that time. So I remember, yep. you know, all the, the music sites specifically because, you know, there were a few out at the same time, but there were only like maybe two major ones that covered like R&B. Right, um, right. So, you know, the, you know, we like to ask people on this show, like how they took their idea and turn it into a business. So tell the people like how music exclusives kind of started and like what made you like get into the blogging game at that time? Because it, it was a huge thing. Um, well, the whole idea kind of started like <laughs> it was actually accidental. Um, it wasn't really intentional in the beginning, because when I started music exclusives, it was before I even knew I wanted to get into the media space. I had this whole idea 
um the name um during the MySpace days. So mm-hmm. I had like, you know, when when MySpace was around, it was like right before the crack of the social media era, and and people like used to love MySpace. It was like, it was almost like I want to say um Tumblr before. I don't even know if Tumblr is a good, but like. Think of like um they they had I think before SoundCloud it was SoundClick back then, but then MySpace was kind of like the Facebook before yeah Facebook was really a thing and it was yeah. kind of like you had your personal page and then you had MySpace Music, so like MySpace Music was the space that like like I really like kind of like took over like you know back then you were able to like kind of like play with HTML and like yeah. like make <laughs> little cool designs on your pages so I was very creative in that space I was getting familiar with like all that coding kind of thing, like, in an mm-hmm. early, at an early point, you know what I'm saying? And I was always, like, into music, so, like, when MySpace music came around, like, it was my thing. Like, I would upload, like, a lot of new artists' songs to the to the platform and, like, write about them in the little blog entries that they used to have, like, on the side portion of the of the website. And, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of, like, putting people on before anyone knew who these artists were. And just to see, like, over the years, like, even during like the soft launch of music exclusives in 2010 some of those artists were starting to like take off like they had just gotten deals you know yeah. they were working their situation getting their you know their feet wet in the game and things like that artists like Rose james then you had bridget kelly yeah you know yeah. um it was a slew of them and it I was a slew of them. them yep yeah like gene noble before G- before people don't know like gene noble who's from long island by the way was formerly known as jane in the cure and how I met him and how I was introduced to him as an artist was going through Village Underground. I don't know if you remember Village Underground. Oh, of course. Back in New York City. And, yes. And on West 4th, yeah, back in the day. So, you know, even my girl Tiffany Stevenson, who, you know, you know, went on to go by Trey Stella. She sang background for, like, a variety of artists on tour over the years and things like that. So even Jaden, who had, like, sung background for, like, you know, Chris Brown. I used to always just run into them at Village Underground, and they were, like, amazing, phenomenal vocalists. And people used to always, like, give them standing ovations at at the underground. So, like, you know, I just was in the circuit, just, like, didn't even know that I was, like, you know, being, like, had A&R ears, but I was just hip to, like, these amazing talent early on before people even knew who they were. So when it was, I was in my late 20s trying to figure out, all right, what do I want to do? At that time, I was already, like, dabbling in songwriting. I had tried Mm -hmm. my hand at management, artist management, that is. Um, I had tried, like, um, you know, obviously, marketing and promotions was part of, like, what I was doing, in a sense. But there was this pinnacle point, like, towards, like, my mid-20s to late-20s, where I was like, what do I want to do? You know what I'm saying? What's going to be, like, my 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 my, my, my niche? What are people going right. to know me for? And then I had the name Music Exclusive, so I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a strong believer, and if it's, not, if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I had the name, so I said, it's a a no-brainer so let me just start a blog at the time and just to piggyback on you what you were saying about blogs then it was concrete loop angel also concrete loop yep and it was nicole bitchy which i used to love a lot i love both websites sure did and they were killing the blog they were black media like yeah yeah and media takeout at that time was was also the huge the shade room version of now I was about to say that. So Media Takeout was the shade room then yes, of what, it was. what shade room is now. <laughs> so, and then obviously, you know, the more credible sources were, you know, Concrete Loop and Nicole Bitchy, who yeah. were very yeah. good. Like, they were, like, really knee-deep in the game and were getting, like, a lot of the brand deals. Mm-hmm. They were connected to the artists and success. So, so um, 
it was kind of like I had a I had the blueprint from them. You know what I'm saying? I followed what they did. I I frequented a lot of their sites for like you know the news sources and things like that. So I started the platform. They were like you know more lifestyle and like more like general news, including music. I was solely just music from the get go. You know what I'm saying? My niche was like new artists, um, with also a mix of like you know what's pop culture in terms of like who are the bigger artists too. So I was kind of mixed that in too, mm-hmm. just to give it some kind of like you know balance and whatnot. So yeah, all of that started in um, the idea started in 2009. By by October 2009, I had already went and went on and purchased the domain, um, started the whole process, and then between that period and a couple of months leading up to April of 2010, I had already built my team, had found my business partner, um, who was um, Nicole Mona then, who I was already like writing songs with previously. Um, so it was kind of like, everything kind of connected in a sense, you know what I'm saying? I had already built time. so many relationships. Yeah, I had already built so many relationships behind the scenes with like songwriters, producers, you know, a and label executives. So I already kind of had like a little bit of the cheating code, what they call now, right. in terms of like, who to reach out to, who to network with, like when I'm putting this together, who what can I get drops from just to get like shout outs from to like, just to kind of give like the blog some kind of like leverage when we launch, like we have these people behind us to say, yeah, they, 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 they you know, it's music exclusives, we, they played first, you know what I'm saying? They about yeah. to have the exclusives, da, da, da. So um, by April 30th, um, we launched and, you know, I had gotten a slew of drops from artists, um, I did a little um, mini promo campaign on YouTube with a whole bunch of artists that we were like prepping to interview um, um, shortly after the launch. And the rest is history, as they say, 12 years later. And I'm like one of the, um, I guess, prominent, you know, blog. Not Well, not even, I don't like to call it blog. I feel like blog is something that you start and then eventually you become like an entertainment. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. You know, so, you know, and I got, an amazing team now and still pushing like it's been a it's been a whirlwind it's been a hell of a journey it's been many times I've worked I worked over the years you know how I, def- I can imagine I can imagine yeah we're on ESPN Richmond 106.1 FM with Leo Lysis yep that's it correctly hey Lysis. okay hey Lysis okay <laughs> there we go my bad yep. um one of the things that I like to ask creatives who've been doing this for a long time and like you know we started around a similar time and I always tell like other creatives who may be a little bit younger than me, but like I tell them there was two internets, the internet before 2014 mm-hmm. and then the internet that's now of what the internet is now. Like, and I remember like around like 2015, 16 feeling burnout because I had did so yep. much on social media yep. that by the time the 2014 switch, when it became the real internet, because if you Google a lot of stuff that I was doing, you can't even find it before 2014. Right. How right. did you get over that hump? Because you said you started in 2010. How did you uh-huh. get over that hump to be able to still be a content worthy site? Because now you have to post on the internet as a business, whereas we was posting candles and, you know, little stuff for right. our businesses back then. So how did you manage to get over that hump and to know how to take the blog era and turn it into a music site? You know what? That's a very interesting point that you made, because I never thought about the whole switch in time. Um, if I had to pinpoint a switch in time for me was like maybe... Um, because I feel like there was a switch in time. I don't know if it was particularly 2014, 2015 for me, although I do remember... 
2014 and 2015 being a very pivotal point for That's music. when you started seeing more social influencers. That's what I mean about like, yeah. the 2014 so, switch. Like you started seeing more people making right. money from the internet. Okay, okay. So around 2014, because I, I do remember a lot of the times particularly, around 2014, 2014 was a very, very, very special year for us. And I don't know if it was really so much a social media shift, but um, I, I could say coverage-wise, um, that was a special year because Bobby Schmurder, who I have to always give credit to when it comes to the brand, because he was like one of our biggest interviews to date. Mm -hmm. um, this is before, literally before he got locked up. In December of 2014, October of 2014, we did him at Powerhouse. It's the first time we met Bobby Schmurder and GS9 um, backstage at Powerhouse in Migos' dressing room. <laughs> and Lord knows what it took to get that interview. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, I say this to say, here you had this 19-year-old young kid fresh off the streets of East Flatbush, Brooklyn, who was just new to this whole thing, you know what I'm saying? But, it's, it's, it, but you've seen his excitement in the mm -hmm. moment. Fresh off of Hot Nigga, top 10 Billboard chart-topping song, you know, just signed to Epic Records that summer. But, you know, he was knee-deep in the streets, you know what I'm saying? So everything caught up to him, you know what I'm saying? So um, unfortunately you know, what happened happened. Obviously, you know, Bobby and, and and everyone is out now and they're living their best life as we can see, you know, Bobby's in now enjoying the social media phase that he kind of missed a lot of while he was gone for the past six, seven years, he was locked up. But um, it was a moment in time because it showed us that, wow, we're now in a space where like black media is covering, yeah. you know, are people and 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 people are taking notice now you know what yeah. i'm saying after that interview the numbers went up to like i don't even know where they're at no more but i know they're over definitely a two hundred thousand on on youtube alone and it, it just showed that that was the moment in time where i realized that okay cool you've created a monster like you mm -hmm. can't quit no matter what's happening whether it's financially whatever whatever's yeah. stressing you out just figure it out you know what i'm saying because People would always tell me, like, Leo, media in this day and space, having a media platform is so, so vital. Yeah. You cannot <laughs> figure it out, bro. You can't give it up. You can't. Yeah. You yeah. know, people try to get me to sell the company over the years. People try to tell me to, like, well, you know, you can still have control, but give it to someone else. And But I was always like, you know what, this is, this is something that's near and dear to me. Um, if I let it go and to start from scratch and do something else, it's gonna be, it's not easy. Any, anyone knows entrepreneurship is something like, you yes. know, you put, yes. you put work in day in and day out. So I said, you know what, let me just, let me just- let Keep me, going. Me, yeah, yeah, let me woosah, figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Have people that's depending on me every day to like keep the ship going. So I can't be selfish and just let it go. And um, yeah, I just kept it going. I just, I just, I just figured it out. Like my team would change, you know, sometimes over the years, but I, like the core and people that really care about the brand and the vision, have always remained loyal and have always, you know, had my back throughout the years. I but hear yeah. That. yeah, we're on uh, in the creative corner on creating hustle um, with the founder of Music Exclusive. And the last question I have for you is, um, you know, one thing I like to <clears throat> discuss is elevation because, like, you know, having a long-term brand, like I've been doing my network since 2016, and you know, I was doing work on it before that, before I even called it a network, mm -hmm. but 
you know, just learning how to take it to the next level and then the next level. So like, you know, I even just came off an eight, eight week break because I just needed to figure out like, okay, I've been doing the same thing for a while. It's time to take it to the next level. So where is, where are you at right now with that, with your brand? And like, what is a vision of what the next level would be? Um, good question. Um, well, right now, um, it's it's we're in a time we're in a space right now where we're we're getting ready to close um on a new partnership that can potentially take the company to the next level like i mean like things that we we've we we've been trying to tackle for years that we have gotten around to um will now be provided through like you know brand deals and partnerships and and um monetary revenue and and, and investments mm -hmm. um so like we have, you know, everything is still in motion right now, but like this summer, it's going to be a lot of new changes. We have a lot of new new initiatives that I'm bringing to um, fruition. Like I want to start doing like acoustic sessions, you know, something oh, that I've yes, been passionate yes, about yes, for years. Yes. You know, you've seen the blogs mm -hmm. that do them over the years, yeah, Tiny yeah. Desk and this is yeah, and Bring those back. Yeah. yeah, especially after quarantine, they were doing a lot of those kind of things, yep. like in-studio mm -hmm. performances. So I want to do that. Like I really want to tap into like, the R&B bag again and like get out of the new artists. Like, you know, like even with the Terrell show, I love what he's doing. I do. I love that platform. And I think he did yeah. a great job at building that on his own. I think he, he did a great job doing that. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree. I so, yeah, so I want to like, maybe like, um, I'll probably be doing a lot of that stuff maybe in in, in, in your area of ATL. And yes, LA please. A lot of the R&B singers are not in New York anymore. So like they're in those yeah. days. So like, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to start building some relationships with like a lot of the studios and the musicians down there to make that happen. Um, I'm also going to um do like a a documentary style um day in the life of things. So documentaries are becoming a thing again. Like I said, I was just at the documentary yeah. little, little Baby the other day. And um, my guy, Capella Gray, who's a new artist from New York City, mm -hmm. just did like a 10 episode of like new artists. I have a friend of mine who's always been saying like, Leo, what you need to do is tap into a lot of the new artists that you're the working with The new artists, now. I've been thinking that same Get thing as well. Get their journey, right, mm -hmm. document their journey now because you're the one that's putting them on. So that way they remember who they started with and they'll always remember you because you were there from the get-go. Exactly. So I'm going to be doing that, but more so like not just artists, but like the people behind the scenes like the songwriters, the producers, the publicists, the A&Rs, the managers, because they don't get enough flowers and shine. So I got one, uh, I got one, excuse my voice. I've lost my voice the whole weekend. My voice is like so much <laughs> Fun times in summer jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, summer jail is crazy. But um, so yeah, I'm going to be doing like a documentary style day in the life kind of segment on music exclusives on, you know, people, the, the people behind the music. And then what else we got going on? I got the um the podcast coming back, Music Exclusive Podcast Season 2. Is but you're doing back. a great job on You're doing a great job on Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this that. time we're going to be talking some shit. We're going to be talking yeah. a lot of shit. One of the things I want to address, and I've been talking to my team about it, is how Black media gets treated in this space these days. Um, Jason Lee has made it a very a point, you know, how we get treated on red carpets, dealing with, like, white publicists, and just overall, like, the mistreatment of Black media you know what I'm saying? Nori made a very interesting point the other day on yes. Twitter. Like, a lot of the artists will go to, like, the Ellens and the David mm -hmm. Letterman's, but they don't want to come sit at the drink chance. You don't want to come sit at Joe Biden's podcast. You don't want to go do, you know, so on and so forth. Like, why? And we're the one that's the pulse of the culture. Yeah, exactly. You know, come talk to your people. I mean, no offense to them. Do them also, but make sure that your publicists include these outlets in your press runs as well. So it's a lot that we want to address. Um, I want to definitely be someone who like 
be a little bit more vocal. A lot of people said over the years, I've kind of just kind of been hiding. They know who I am and I've built my name and people, you know, you know, I got the notoriety, but I feel like I've been kind of like in the background a lot and a little bit too modest, if you will. Right, so right, same. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> same. I'm just humble like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to, I'm timid. I don't like to really, I don't feel like I need to like do too much. You know what right, I'm saying? I just like, right. do the work and everything else will, will pan out, you know, and work out, work itself out. But yeah, so, so those are some of the new things that I'm working on. And um, it's all about brand building from now on. Okay, know. okay. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it first right here on Creating Hustle. Leo, let the people know where they can find you on socials. Yes, um, they can find me at um, musicexclusives.com. Also, I have a photography website, imagesbyleo.com. And both of them are um, on social media is music, music exclusives, M-U-S-I-C-X-C-L-U-S-I-V-E-S on Instagram, Twitter, wherever. And my personal page is Images by Leo on, 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 on Instagram. All right, folks, you heard it first right here on Creative Hustle. We really like to ask creators, how did you take your idea and turn it into a business? Leo, thank you for joining me and we will talk soon. Thank you. Thank you, my guy, Mush. Appreciate right. you. No doubt. So like I said, friends, it's, it's just really cool to, to talk to somebody who has been doing things as long as you and also who has been watching your progress um, over time. Because a lot of times people don't see us for the skills that we have. You know, we just keep grinding and grinding and grinding. And sometimes we don't pay attention to, you know, the flowers when people are throwing them at us. So shout out to Leo and everything that he's doing. Check out Music Exclusives, the website, like big things over there. Check him out on YouTube because he has the exclusive interviews with all the up and coming artists and some of your favorite artists as well. Like he said, he just covered Summer Jam. So if you know what Summer Jam is for Hot 97 in New York City, that is a huge, huge event. So he took his idea and his love for music and turned it into a business. And that's what we do here each and every week right here on Creating Hustle. I'm your host, Mush King, and I can't hold you too long. It's time for me to get up out of here. I know it's early in the morning when you're listening to this on the radio. But be sure to catch us on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. CWF Network is where you can find it. That's my podcast network for those who don't know. Uh, You can catch me on socials at mushking underscore underscore is where you can find me. And yeah, you know, just keep checking us out because each and every week we will bring people here to teach you how to take your ideas to a business so that, you know, maybe one day you can pop on here and talk about what you got going on. So be sure to catch me each and every Thursday, 530 a.m. right here on ESPN Richmond 106.1. I am your host, Mush King. It's been a pleasure. I'll see you next week. Later.